recording live. Yeah, we are. You guys, who let us have a podcast? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Habit Podcast. I'm Christina Franklin. I'm Natalie Hopkins. And I'm Paige Burke. And welcome. I hope you guys are as excited as we are. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about something that is just so spicy, so spicy. And the topic is eating out while you're tracking macros. This is controversial for a lot of reasons, and we're going to get into all of it. We're going to talk about, you know, the culture around dining out and eating out. We're going to talk about how eating out affects your macro tracking, how your goals can dictate how you approach eating out, why things do get kind of blurred when we talk about, you know, restricting dining out and then suggestions for eating out in a responsible but also enjoyable way. We're so responsible. So responsible. So the first thing I want to talk about is kind of like the culture of eating out. I think we need to kind of lay the groundwork just because it's so, especially if you live in an urban area, it's so prominent. It's such an important part of our lives of like socializing and celebrating and drowning our sorrows. I don't know, all the things. So Brunching. Yeah. I mean, when we really think about it, like when you do something fun and enjoyable with friends or family, whatever, like it's typically surrounding food. And like a lot of the times you're going out, right? Like if you like to Christina's point, if you live in an urban area, you're probably not having, you know, your friends or like your first like couple dates, like squeezed into a tiny apartment or like whatever it is. And it's, it's important to keep doing it. It's not something that I think you should ever cut out of your life or, you know, like just like turn down invitations indefinitely because you have a body composition goal or whatever it is that led you to macros, but it's important. Right. I was doing some like digging today. I I went deep, deep into like a, (laughs) a research hole on like why eating out. I don't know if what I was really looking for, but on kind of like how often people eat out and why eating out is so important and, and just, all, all the things. And I found this study, this survey that Bankrate did, which makes a lot of sense because Bankrate is a banking company and they want to know how much money millennials spent on eating out. Ooh, that's a scary topic. <laughs> yeah. I, the statistics were, well, they were out of control, but the one Ugh. that I found to be one of the most surprising was that, um, out of a study done with over a thousand millennials, which by the way, goes up to 34 years old, which I did not think was a thing. Because I was always like, I'm not a millennial. Guess what? I'm a total fucking millennial. 1,000%. You are in that age range. I'm like deep in the age range. So. <laughs> I'm not even like a little bit on the cusp. Like I'm in it. But out of the survey that they did, in, that they did in for millennials, on average, millennials eat out on average five times a week. Oh, my Holy God. crap. That's the average so that is like, insane. just let that sink in for a second. No wonder we don't have savings accounts. <laughs> <laughs> like we're just too busy spending money on food, which is a great thing, but shit. Well, I thought about it and then I was thinking about how often I ate out before I tracked macros. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really have a rhyme or reason in terms of 
when I would eat out versus when I would eat at home. So it's kind of just like mindlessly ordering food all the time. And I fully had a stocked fridge or pantry, but I was just Mm -hmm. lazy is probably the right word. Absolutely. And if you think about like how much more you order when you order food, as opposed to if you just like made a meal at home. Totally. It's kind of out of control. I used to brag. I remember like about not cooking like I remember like it was like when I was in my early 20s I used to be like I never cook like I'm just like it's like such a poor like use of my time and energy like a what a brat b (laughs) not a thing (laughs) to brag about like that you just like don't like to eat vegetables or like cook your own food like like what's cool about that yeah I was like oh eating food that I prepare myself I don't do that (laughs) above it what above it yeah (laughs) it's amazing how it changes I feel like with our clients too we see that like trend I mean it happened to all of us right through our macro journey that's something that we are definitely unified in is like just start prepping your own damn food yeah yeah but we see like our like we see them drop one by one (laughs) yeah and I think too it's like it's one of those things because I mean we're us three are millennials like it's second nature to just go to a social setting whether it's brunch with your girlfriends you're on a date night with your husband or boyfriend like whatever it might be it's just it's just like it was always a yes right it was never like I need to think about it like I need to think of how this is going to affect my long-term goals like that is so hardcore adulting but it truly is like all of a sudden this <laughs> priority to just understand, okay, well, if I'm going to eat out, I might know that, or I might learn that it's probably going to affect my goals in some way. Yeah. Ooh, good transition into Ooh. talking about how eating out and saying yes all the time actually does affect tracking your macros. Yeah. The obvious one is that if you are eating out, your macro tracking is not accurate. You're guessing, obviously, on your macros, and it's going to mess with your consistency because even if you're guessing and you think you're getting close, no, you don't really truly know what you're getting, especially if you start going down the rabbit hole of like having bites of other people's food. And it's just it's a a, it's just not accurate, essentially. Right. And it's, it's kind of discouraging to see like when you're going out to eat, like you're seeing a spike in your weight and it's more than likely due to sodium retention or water retention. It's, it's just messing with your data. So the fact of when you go out to eat the night before, like your weight might be different than what it was the day before probably is going to be higher, but this is, this is just a little discouraging to see, but of course it's just kind of the nature of what comes with eating out. Yeah. I also feel like when you're eating out, you're eating out. A lot of times eating out means you're eating later than you would be at home. For sure. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not about that. Yeah. I mean, I eat dinner at like five o'clock when I'm at home. Same. Six thirty, like latest. But yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I went I was dying to try this new restaurant a couple weeks ago. The only reservation we could get was for 1030 at night. What? No, I took it. No, <laughs> I did. Literally. What are you, 24? I still I'm like still full from that meal after like <laughs> eating out at 1030 at night. Whoa, that would I wouldn't sleep for a week. Yeah, it was terrible. But it was I mean, amazing food. <laughs> I know. But like straight up, yeah. like when my like low key, super cool mother in law is like, I got a reservation for dinner. It's at 830. I'm like, I'm what? I'm sleeping. <laughs> but 
I've already fully digested dinner by then, and I'm asleep. Thanks so much. <laughs> I'm not playing that game. But yeah, I, that it is super discouraging to have dinner out, and and even if you're like completely on top of it, the next morning you wake up, you hop on the scale, you're a couple pounds up, and it's not fat. You know, it, that's not what it is. But it it, it plays mental games with you for totally. shit sure. Totally. Yeah. And even if you go to a place, Natalie loves this topic, even if you go to a place with their macros online. I guess like that's the thing. It's like they'll have it online, but it's not always going to be dead on accurate. I think like the biggest thing I always think about is I'll go to pressed juicery a bunch Mm. and get their like, what is it? Freeze. It's like their like juice frozen yogurt. It's amazing. And they have their macros online. But the reality is like the person who is like serving me that ice cream whatever and like she's like doing the soft serve thing and she's like oh yeah the like smallest five ounces and then like the largest eight ounces like she's not like putting my ice cream on a food scale to be like oh yeah this is five ounces like factor in that human error right and then like toppings and whatever else so like yeah technically like I could log it and be like oh this is what I had but like always without a doubt it's more food than I'm eating and like I feel full way longer than I would if that was mm-hmm. like what I was truly truly tracking you know what I mean right so I don't know there's I don't, also I'm like there's nothing wrong with it or and in the sense that it's like cool like I'm tracking this and like it's loose but I'm not like following it like bible as if I was like physically yeah. weighing that food myself you know right agreed take it with a grain of salt those like right your mac the macros are online situations mm-hmm Totally. User error. Also, just like there's user error, even if you're at home with your own food scale. I was just going to say this. Yes. Right. Like even, you know, that's why we give like a range of like stay within a couple grams of your macros. Because even if you're hitting trip, even if you're driving yourself absolutely freaking bananas and hitting zero, zero, zero every day, you are 100% not actually hitting zero, zero, zero every day. Exactly. There's an error in logging. There's error mm-hmm. in the actual my fitness file entries. There yes. are errors in, you know, using the tear feature on your, you know, scale. There's just, there's, it's humor and error. We're working with whatever. So just being aware of intake. But that kind of segues us into this whole other topic that's, I would say, probably the most important of the night. And that is kind of like the style in which you eat out based off of your goals. So important. <laughs> well, because it like, it matters so much for what your goal is, right? Cause it's like, realistically, you're going to go out to eat over the course of however long you're doing this program. Like, what are you going to do? Just like shut yourself inside? No. So like going in with like some sort of plan and like that plan doesn't need to look like you know, hitting your macros perfectly, it could very much so be a plan around like, I just want to go and enjoy myself and like not walk out of this meal feeling overly full. I just want to mm-hmm. enjoy my time. Cool. That's like a simple strategy. Um, and then like going back to like having like things that are going to really set you up to go out that way. Right. So for me personally, I always not always, but a lot of the times I'll eat a snack before I go out to dinner. Because if I walk into a dinner hungry, I am like 99% definitely going to like overeat and feel terrible. Mm -hmm. And it's going to like actually take away from like that experience. experience, And that sucks. And it's like, well, then what was the point of that? Anyways, totally. 
It's you are so self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Actually out of control. You're like, listen, I've collected the data. <laughs> I know this is going to be a shit storm. And so I just keep a, a airplane bag of pretzel snacks. Always. Oh, I me. literally have snacks on me always and everywhere because it's just like, it's never, it's never ended well. Right. Like I've never right. really been in a situation where I've been like, oh wow, I was starving. And then by the time I got around food, like I was just so reasonable. Like that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> never happened to me in my history of living. When you say it like that, you are going to be the best mom, like always <laughs> fully loaded with pretzels and little carrots in your purse. Like you're going to be just loaded with snacks. Oh, bless. Thank you. <laughs> your little kid's also going to be like, you know what? I'm feeling very satiated right now. So I don't think I need to have dessert. Thanks so much. Coming mom. out the womb zen. Have a blessed day. <laughs> That's all I could ever freaking want. Be like, <laughs> is this emotional hunger? Is this physical hunger? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's talk I about like it. I feel like you're emotional because I told you that you were not allowed to go to your friend Amanda's house. <laughs> Maybe you should journal about it. I don't know. Oh my God, my poor future children. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, I love, like, I like your example of going in with, like, a healthy mindset. Yeah. But I also think there's kind of other styles that you can like it, it, going back to like what your goals are right like when I was wedding prepping <laughs> or prepping for my wedding like and that was like the first true like cycle of macros that I'd ever done I was super strict like super strict and not in a way that I felt like I was like restricting like missing out on things by restricting myself mm-hmm. like I just had such intense goals with such a specific date in mind that it didn't bother me. It was not like a problem whatsoever. So, and even when I had, um, the following year, I went on another like very strict cut because all I wanted to do was snatch a hundred (laughs) pounds. Yeah, girl. I had like, I don't know why I just got super into lifting and I'm just like this long lanky person. I was like, I'm going to snatch a hundred pounds. And so I went in this like very intense place and like, you know, I was declining meals out and being very choosy and not drinking, um, and hitting my macros, you know, as close to humanly possible. And in that, you know, in that moment and having those specific goals, I didn't feel restricted at, at all. Like it was what I was restricting was because like, I truly, truly, truly wanted something. Oh, it's true. And like, I mean, I can relate to that from like a marathon training perspective, right? Like the weeks or whatever leading up to a marathon, like, of course I still go out to eat, but like, I am not really like using food as like a sense of like, like fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's very different. It's just like so much more intentional and you're like, this is fuel. Exactly. Versus when I'm living like my normal life, like I don't have any sort of performance or body goal or whatever it is. It's like, you're just enjoying Right. When the, my first 12 weeks on the program, like I was super, super strict, just like Christina was saying, like from a wedding perspective, like I had goals to meet. I was sick of feeling a certain way. So I was like coming in hot. And then when you had a na- trip, right? You were like prepping for a trip. I had a bachelorette party. Yeah. And it's like all my gorgeous girlfriends and bikinis with like out of the womb, six packs, just like, you know, <laughs> they're just cut from day one. And these girls they are, are just like incredibly good looking. Every time so you post pictures like you and your friends, I'm just like, what? The, what is this like blonde? I would not be allowed there. 
And they're all just, their hearts are like just as gorgeous. I always like to say that. And oh, they're just that's great. really nice. Shout out, girls. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God, <laughs> I love that. And the fact that we're taping this on Valentine's Day also oh, just yeah. like very cute. Really yeah, makes my heart heart sing. But yeah, you had like very intense goals because I remember you had yeah. that trip coming up, and you were like, you have no idea how important it is that I, I look had good for this a freaking mission. Like, no, but I after the program, and now that I've like kind of transitioned in like this next phase of my life, like. I lost the 10 pounds on the, on the first habit program that I did. And then over the last eight months, I've lost the other 10, but it's taken me eight months, right? Like it's, it's been a steady decline, but that's because I've just been living life and having those times where I'm like, okay, I've been declining meals. I've been declining happy hours and whatever, you know, for a little bit too long. Like I need to add some you know, consistency and stability back in my life. So I'm going to get back on the horse, but I can still have a good mindset in these situations. I don't have to let it all go to the wayside. It's easier to add back in than take out. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Like if you start in a place where, you know, you're starting with a clean slate, essentially, and then you're adding back in and whether that clean slate for you looks like, and it's really what based off what's worth it or what your goals are. But right. if you're starting with this clean slate, whether that means a clean slate of new alcohol, a clean slate of, you know, whatever, yep. not choosing packaged foods, yep. whatever processed foods, a clean slate of, you know, not eating out all the time and then slowly adding back in. Totally. And being like being aware and mindful and like more like super intentional about like when you're choosing these things and then right. acknowledging how they're actually making you feel was, as you exactly. add them back in. Yes, totally. Alcohol is like the first thing that comes to my mind Ugh. with that because like yeah. how often like I remember I would like go out to dinner and just like I wouldn't I don't even think I like would want a drink most of the time. I really don't. Yeah. Like, I think it just was like a default setting where I was like, oh, I'm out to eat. Totally. Of course I'll have a glass of wine. Right. It's, it's habitual. Right. And it's like, you know, there's an environmental trigger with that, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, you're in this like environment where like, you've been kind of conditioned that totally. of course you'll just have a drink. Um, but when you like sit back and kind of like take a second to like, like you're explaining, take it out and then like Mm -hmm. add it back in you're like oh I only want it maybe like 50% of the time if that yeah yeah took a month full month off of drinking in January had a girls weekend plan for like months the first weekend in February drank I never want to drink again (laughs) (laughs) it just felt so good it felt so amazing I was I've never felt stronger I've never felt just like so good just so on that's and saying then, a lot for being in minnesota in january <laughs> you know what I mean? as as christina's in florida looking bronzed and just more gorgeous than usual 75 yeah. and sunny all day uh, every day what's up <laughs> uh, but yeah january in minnesota i was living my best life Oh, it almost segues into why eating, like talking about eating out and tracking macros at the same time is a touchy subject mm-hmm. because it can look, especially if it's coming from the wrong place that, or it can look and feel like anxiety around eating out or like mm-hmm. creating unhealthy relationship with eating out or, you know, it could look obsessive and mm-hmm. it could feel obsessive and get into this like kind of weird and scary dark place. Um, 
And that's why it's so important to be super aware of what your goals are. Mm-hmm. So well said. I mean, you before can't before you start taking things out. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's like, I think it's always like a time thing too, right? If you're mm-hmm. wor- if you're doing a 12 week long program where you are being more mindful about not going out to eat as much or like not just like totally winging it when you're out to eat as frequently, like maybe you're doing more special ordering or whatever it is. And like, that's not something you want to do for the rest of your life, right. but you have a 12 week goal that you're working towards. Like, okay. Like there's like kind of an end goal there, or I'm sorry, an mm-hmm. end date there. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a different story than if you're like, I don't know, like just wanting to feel good. Like, I think that's kind of where it comes up. Right. It's like, we get kind of like the two different clients that come in, you have the woman who's like, I just want to feel good. I just like, don't feel great. Right. Um, yes. And then you also have the client who comes in, who's like, I want to lose X amount of weight by X date, mm-hmm. or I want to perform X whatever by like X date. It's like, cool, we're working on a timeline. So like, we need to kind of rein things in and be like right. very intentional in all those moments, but it's different. It is like, you got to figure it out on your own too. Like even a coach can't do that for you. Right. Like what's your threshold? Like what makes you feel the best? Like only you can know that we're just as coaches here to just guide you to making the best decisions within that 12 weeks. And one of those will just be encouraging you to just really understand what's in your food. And you can't always do that when you're eating out. But as a coach, it also gets into these like this, these tricky waters of we truly have to understand what that client wants, because you can't just like go out and be like, hey, stop eating out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I don't want to stop eating out. You guys are going to stop eating out. But to to almost get that across in a way where we're saying, like, you know, if you have goals a spe- with a specific deadline yes. or if, you know, it's not, it's not wrong to take things out Mm -hmm. and then put them back in at a later date when you've like made more strides towards where you're going or if you've hit your goal or or whatever. I feel like it was super important for me to like get to be in that strict place Mm -hmm. to be able to come out of it and like truly know what is like worth it to me. Learning that, okay, I don't have to eat like every single bite of the food that's put in front of me. Yeah. And I think there's, there's something to like, this is your one chance. Like if you're on a program or whatever it might be, this is your one chance to like splurge and like you're spending the money to eat out, but like, you just got to remember to enjoy, like slow down, enjoy the time out, enjoy that glass of wine, enjoy your, whatever you're ordering. But when you listen to your body still, like don't take it as a free for all and just understand like, when am I full? And not to have to feel like you have to eat the entire portion. Right. Yeah. Or like, like Nat said, like order a drink, get a nap, get a main, get a dessert, like have this whole experience. Like you don't have to do that if you don't want to do that. If you know, it's not going to make you feel good. Like I would, (laughs) before I started tracking macros and even still, it's still a struggle to this day. I mean, eating out in social setting, especially when we're like celebrating or whatever, it's still challenging to like not revert to something that I did for, you know, 30 years. (laughs) So before I started tracking, like I would leave every meal out uncomfortably full. Oh my God. All the time. Same. 
uncomfortably full, like uncomfortable to the fact that we're like, I like, it was like uncomfortable to get in the car. Like yep. it was, I had to get out of my clothes. Unbutton that jean button. Yeah. My two. sleep was affected. Yep. And like thinking back on that. And even to this day, when I, when I kind of just like blackout and, and not physically blackout with my alcohol, <laughs> but like, just like, I don't think about it. And I come home and I just revert to my old ways. I'm mm-hmm. like, why is that a thing? Right. Like, why is it the culture to like physically make yourself sick when you're trying to go enjoy something? But I think it's a good point to bring up too. Like you still have those moments. Like I think all three of us can agree. Like we still to this day have those moments and I know that I will have that moment again. They're just fewer and far between. Yes, exactly. Right. I can be smarter about it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting. Like we're talking about this and where my brain is kind of going is macros can be a little counterintuitive in a way where if you're eating literally all of your meals at home and you're preparing every single gram of food that goes into your body, you have to be part of the clean plate club, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're preparing something and you have to eat all of that to hit your numbers. And if you're completely neglecting to go out and to like tune into like your true intuitive eating, like hunger cues, like you're totally missing this very very important part of your health and how to like listen and fuel your body so it's like you can't do one without the other because what happens if after x number of days where Mm -hmm. you're just like really kind of like you're on autopilot right if you're like not listening to true intuitive eating cues and so then when you finally go and like start to add it back in you're just like probably going to end up right back where you were at if you're like thinking you need to be in the clean plate club and you have no clue how to listen to your own body right and you never figured out at that point especially if you're super strict like in in that regard and you never start adding back in you know if you just end and just go off and and don't actually train yourself to be off of macros, which is another important topic we'll talk about one day. Um, you never learn to figure out what's worth it to you. Mm -hmm. So like I personally am not a dessert person, but I, it is always worth it for me to have bread. (laughs) I mean, we're back to every time. Yeah. Every time it's worth it for me to have bread. Mm -hmm. It is. It's, I'd rather have like a heat, half the bread basket than a single glass of wine. And for me, I don't keep alcohol in our house. Like if I have wine here, I'll just drink it. So, um, it is worth it to me to have the glass of wine, especially if it's date night. Like I want to enjoy a nice glass of red as Christina would say. Interesting. As opposed to the bread. Like I can forego the bread. I'm totally fine with that. I think I'm a wine girl. Like if it's a good glass, if it's not a good glass, forget it. Yeah. Something else will be worth it to me. But We're high class wine drinkers here. Yeah. Like I will go for a really, really good glass of wine over dessert. I would say I pretty much never get dessert. Yeah. I don't care about dessert. I'm not a dessert person either. No. Sure. And it makes me feel all sorts of weird. And if I do have dessert, it's going to be at home or we're going to pick up something Same. from like our bakery by here and we're going to yes. get something that we know we like. Right. So, yeah, I think I think the dessert's a little overrated, but morning the- dessert is kind of like more of my speed. Mm. Girl, same. Literally the last Donut, time. Donut, sundaes. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say the last time I went out to eat, I got a glass of wine. And I mean, I had the most amazing dinner. But the next morning we went and got donuts and I was like, this is literally heaven. This is heaven. 
it was like dinner just like kept going. It was like <laughs> perfect. I thought you were going to say the cookie dough place, but we can talk about that later. Mm. Can I tell you guys what John and I did for our about that? Like what my like splurge was my Valentine's Day Do splurge tell. was. This is the third year in a row that John and I have done this, and you guys are really going to laugh. <laughs> Tell us. Okay. On Valentine's Day morning, John and I go to Waffle House. <laughs> I'm not fucking t- I I'm not kidding. I literally thought that was going to be like the last thing you were going to say. <laughs> I know. That's why I said you guys are going to think it's funny. You're not going to believe that we say that. So we always go to Waffle House because we just like find it to be so like hilarious no and novel. Way. We don't have them up north. Oh, yeah. And we literally both get all star breakfasts. <laughs> Do you know what's in that? I have no idea, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> OK, so you have a choice. So it's two eggs. You have a choice of grits or hash browns. John always goes grits. I, or John always goes hash browns. I always go grits. You get two slices of toast. An entire waffle with any chop- toppings of your of your choice and a coffee. And it's like $7.99. I mean. That's amazing. <laughs> Sign me The up. price is irrelevant. It's just like yeah. literally the best. Like it's the most hilarious thing. It's almost like the anti-Valentine's Day. Exactly. But that's our thing. But that, it, on the same note of like breakfast is our treat. It's always our treat. Right. Whether it's a donut shop or a ridiculous mm-hmm. like grand slam all-star whatever <laughs> like that's always our, that's always worth it to me yeah even if the, like today for the rest of the day I had you know I had, I had like a huge salad for lunch with chicken like super low fat like super high protein the rest of the day worth every friggin yeah. thing of butter worth oh, every yeah thing. Every single thing. <laughs> so good. A lot of our clients come to us and ask for just like in the moment suggestions of when they're eating out. But you have this like environmental trigger and it's like, what are some things that I can like focus on that are not just like, oh my God, I want to eat the whole bread basket. The first thing I would say would be to go in with a healthy mindset and to almost look at eating out like this is not like a habit. I'm not doing this every night. This is like a special experience. I'm not going to feel stressed about this. I'm not going to stress about the fact that what I order is not going to be perfectly lined up with my macros. Just going in with a like I'm going to go in. I'm going to enjoy this. You know, I'm not going to like leave here feeling disgusting or guilty or anything like that. Totally. And I mean, I think that like bottom line, too, is that going into a meal stressed is honest to God, I think the worst possible strategy, like going in, just being like anxious about it or stressed about it. Like that's not going to end well. No, period. So like in whatever, like whatever it is that you need to do to like get your mind right and just remind yourself that like it is literally a plate of food. Mm -hmm. It's not going to harm you. Right. (laughs) It's actually just not contagious. Like, like yeah, (laughs) right. Like you're totally in control. Like remember that. Know that, you know, it's totally your choice. Even if like people around you are eating whatever or offering you something like that's okay. It's, it's just a suggestion or like not even suggestion. It's an offer or it's whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think for me, it's going in with a plan, always looking at the menu before I go and yeah. Okay. So let's say you're going to a steakhouse and there's all these fancy options. Like I was just on the phone tonight with a client and she's like, okay, but there's like pork chops with like balsamic glaze and breading and whatever. And it's like, okay, let's try and just 
focus on simple. Like, is there a filet in the menu? Is there, you know, whatever it might be. Um, there's always options. So don't be afraid to customize either. Like if you're seeing something on the menu, but you're like, Ooh, I wonder if they could hold this or that. Don't be afraid to ask. There's so many like dietary restrictions nowadays. I think the, the industry is pretty much used to, uh, tailoring orders. One of the things that John taught me was to drink water after you order. So you basically sit down and you are looking at this menu and then you have like 20 minutes or 15 minutes where you have nothing better to do than just like hydrate. Right. So like he always drinks his entire glass of water. They refill it like three times. And one night I was just like, why are you chug? Like, why do you always chug water where restaurants like, are you super thirsty or like, is there something that you know that I don't know? He's like, no, like, it's just dead time. So like, why not use this as an opportunity to hydrate and like fill your belly a little. Nothing drives me more nuts than the like tiny ass water glasses at some like fancy restaurant. Like I literally chug that in a a gulp. Truly. I know. Same. Like, ma'am, please leave the whole bottle here. Thanks so much. Don't keep filling up. It's It's just embarrassing. Like leave the pitcher. I'll give me a straw for the picture. <laughs> yeah. The amount of times you're going to have to fill this up, it's just going to be worth it for you to leave it. So, all right. So bottom line, your goals are going to dictate how you eat out. Mm-hmm. Eating out is an important part of our culture. It's mm-hmm. an important part of life and, and celebrating and sharing and spending time with people that you love. And so it's going to happen. So just learn to do it responsibly. And if you're working with us, we can help you. <laughs> exactly. We got you. Exactly. Now it's time for something that's very special. Every week we're going to be doing a macro hack of the week. All of us are going to come in with our own different macro hacks. I'm kind of springing this on you guys. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. So Paige, go. (laughs) I am all for the hacks. I feel like all I talk about in my Instagram stories is hacking. And it's like, am I a computer nerd or am I truly like finding good tips? We'll see. But hack of the week for me, uh, my fitness pal, right when you open it, you have an option to see your macros right away as opposed to your calories. So you're just going to open your app and there's three dots on that top right corner and you're going to choose just macronutrient focused. And this, you have to have the premium version of my fitness pal in order to see this. So make sure that you have that. This is another hack is just premium my fitness pal or whatever app you use make sure you upgrade it it is such a lifesaver otherwise you're just gonna be doing math for days on end and who likes math got it yeah the hack is literally just get the premium you have to get that you just have to no it is that's a really good hack because when you open your even just like to just quickly like open your my fitness pal and just the macros that you have left are just popped up on your screen right and it's super helpful love that okay my macro hack of the week is one of my all-time favorite macro hacks. And that is the day that I discovered the stats on Brie. So I'm a big apple. Like every day I have a snack of an apple and usually peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Then I discovered Brie and everything changed. So two tablespoons of peanut butter, which is a standard serving size of peanut butter, has like 14 grams of fat in it. Sad day. And it's got like seven carbs and like eight grams of protein, but 14 grams of fat. So pretty high in fat. But an ounce of Brie 
generally, I mean, it kind of depends on the brand, but generally has a one-to-one protein fat ratio as opposed to having like double the fat like peanut butter does. So usually it's like five grams of protein, six grams of fat, and like sometimes a carb, sometimes not. And that's for an entire ounce of brie. And if you go to Trader Joe's and get the light brie, that it only has like four grams of fat in it for an entire ounce. Yes. Eat show brie. Guys, ready? Groundbreaking. Now, what are you going to spit some truth on us about? Eat the same thing every single day. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm literally dead. I I couldn't agree more with this hack. Truly, you won. You won this week, in my opinion. If you follow us on Instagram and you see that literally we Natalie was getting anxious about being on Instagram too many days in a row because she was so scared that people would know that she eats tuna every single every day for day. lunch every day mm-hmm. I do, I okay so the, I get it this doesn't work for everybody my husband is he cannot eat the same meal twice in a week let alone back to back days and I'm the total opposite where like I'll find something I like and then I literally just eat it every day until it's gone and yeah, or like, I just like can't stomach it anymore. I don't know. Whatever. So you can never look at it again. Yeah. Right. And you're <laughs> so, allergic to it. But here's the deal is if you are having, I, okay. So I'm going to preface this by saying, maybe this isn't something that you do if you're like, no, that's not going to work for me. But if you're like heading into a week that, you know, is like a total shit storm and you are going to have zero time and you're like, well, shit, I need to hit my macros. Mm-hmm. Just go back to a week that you nailed it with. Yes. Look at what you ate and then just copy it. You don't need I to like that. reinvent the wheel. All you need to I do agree. is and copy it. Yeah. Yep. So I'm lazy. I don't like to cook. So I just eat the same thing every day, but <laughs> I'm same. into that. I had an absolutely beautiful week. I was super satisfied. I loved all the food. And I, I looked at John today. I said, John, we had a really good week of eating. And he said, run it back. Yeah. Run it back. <laughs> And Just, I was like, fine, same, same grocery list. The list right. is exactly the same. Perfect. You save so much time. You save so much time. It's not even funny. So it's like, if you're in a busy week, that's my macro hack. Don't rave at the wheel. That Can was I so just good. ask a fun spoiler alert question? Yeah. If you had one meal left to eat before you died, preferably out, where would it be and what would you eat? I need literally six years to think about this answer. <laughs> Domino's pizza. No, are you period? A nope. This is my answer forever. You're stop. Go home. That's not true. No, this it's is why we're soulmates, Natalie. True. I was gonna say the same. We just got fired. <laughs> I'm literally heartbroken. Pack your Anyone's shit. Anyone's looking for macro coaches. Pack <laughs> <laughs> your well, stuff. Get out of here. I think we've officially offended Christina. We got to wrap this podcast up. <sighs> it is so good. Throw some cheesy bread I'm in there. Only to see if Natalie would answer that way. <laughs> I'm canceling the rest. This podcast is canceled. <laughs> Next week, when you see my new friends, Amanda and Trisha, because Paige and Natalie will no longer be with us. Amanda and Trisha. Oh my God. Okay. Well, that's not what I would choose. So I'm going to think real hard about what I would choose because there's so many culinary avenues I could go down. I know it's a fully loaded question. I just wanted to see how everyone would react. I'm sorry. You're upset. Not only can I not pick a a meal, I can't pick a continent that I would want the meal on. Okay. 
I don't know. Like, what is it? It's not Domino's. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're wrapping this up. We're going home. Guys, say goodbye to Natalie. She's no longer with us. And so next week, it's just going to be me on the podcast all alone. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about, but in all seriousness, we're going to be talking about how to tell if you're on the right track with macros and what to do about it if you're not. So it's, it's a, yeah, it's a really cool in-depth topic and it's, it's very important, especially if you already track macros. And even if you have a coach, it's really important to know how to identify what success is feeling like to you Mm -hmm. and what progress is feeling like. Yeah. It's a good one. All right. Have a fab day. Bye. (laughs) Bye.